Rabbi Herbs, how are you? How are you? How are you? How was your Yantif? My Yantif was great. How was your Yantif? My Yantif was as great as your Yantif. How do you know your Yantif was as great as my Yantif? Because whatever you do, I, I mean, well, let's not go into that, okay? So, um, um, yeah, so I had a great time. I, I, you know what? I was able to eat every single meal. And you know what Hashem did? What did Hashem do? He made it rain tonight, you know, and last night. I, I, and this way, you know, because we don't have to eat in the sukkah, you know what I mean? So, why are we eating the sukkah? But I remember it rained one day. Yeah, but I was able to eat in the sukkah. <laughs> it rained, but then when I came home, I was able to roll up the dock and, and I was able to eat in the sukkah. Well, so was I. Now, we're not going to be here to talk about sukkahs, you know. I think we're here to... Oh, yeah, right! Uh, let me start it off. Welcome, everybody, once again to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhak and his sidekick, Yossi! Hey, that was pretty good, Rabbi Yerbs. You're learning. I'm learning. What about you? I'm also learning. I go to Yeshiva. <laughs> Very funny. Okay, so <clears throat> let's take care and get things rolling so we can start the story right away. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. We're going to start the story right away. No, uh, after we start the story. What do you mean after we start the story? Just trying to confuse you. It's after Yantif. I want to make sure you're, you know, like you're sharp. I am sharp. Uh, I, I'm very sharp. And, and a matter of fact, you want to see if you can cut a piece of paper on my nose? Very funny. I like that. Okay, here we go. Okay, you are listening to jritradio.com. You can listen to us live on the telephone, 712-432-4217. Or you can also listen to us live and also archives on 718 718- Five zero six nine zero nine nine. Yes, that's correct. And of course, if you'd like to send in donations, which of course David Radio can use, the address is twenty eight twenty nine Nostrand Avenue one one two two nine. That's of course you write Brooklyn, New York first, of course. So once again, if you want to uh, send a donation to uh, to David Radio, which is much needed, and of course you realize we're a public service to you. So therefore. The address is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. And as I heard the other day, as our chesed hour, uh, Avi was mentioning, imagine if you just put aside a quarter a day. How many of us just waste money a little here and there, throw it here and whatever? So imagine if you set aside a quarter a day, and it all adds up. And if there's so many Kanina Hara listeners, you know, uh, <laughs> it all definitely adds up. And you can help us make this uh, radio program a lot better than it is now. Because in order to uh, upgrade things, Everything costs money. That's correct. Okay, so now that we get that out of the way. Okay, so let's go on to the next thing. <laughs> what, what's, what's that? <laughs> I just kind of catch my breath because I know you have an exciting story, so I want to do this all in one breath, okay? Okay, go ahead. Do it all. Uh, that was a little bit too fast. I don't think anybody understood you. So let me start it off. Okay, if anybody's interested in buying any of my story CDs... I'll do it already. I'll do it the right way. Are you going to do it the right way? Of course I'm going to do it the right way. What do you think I'm out of practice? Just because there was a yumtuff in between? I am me, and you are you. That's correct. Okay, but sometimes I think you are me, and I... Oh, never mind. Okay, so anyways... Yeah, okay. So uh, if anybody 
is interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for storytelling engagements, the number to call is 718-375-1294. If anybody's interested in buying any of Rabbi Yitzhak's story CDs, which right now at present there's over 40 of them, and most of them, I would say about 99%, is only available through Rabbi Yitzhak's. So therefore, if you want to order or, um, uh, you know, that he should either email you or fax you the complete list at the present moment, so then just uh, call 718-375-1294, and if he's not there at the moment, just leave a message, and he'll be more than happy to fax it to you, email it to you, and whatever. Okay, so um, if anybody's interested in martial arts demonstrations or Kayach and the Mayach, for more information about Kayach and the Mayach, you could just call the same number. Okay, and, uh, and of course, if you want private martial arts lessons, uh, Qigong exercises, energy exercises, things like that, self-defense exercises, whatever, you know, uh, self you know, whatever it is, you know, things like that, um, uh, uh, or private art lessons, or actually artwork, portraits, paintings, you know, uh, kasubos, you know, things like that, you know, monograms or, or logos, things like, you know, uh, Rabbi Yitzhak does that all, and it's the same number for all these things, 718-375-1294. Okay, did I do it, Rabbi Yitzhak? I think so. I think you got it all. Okay, so uh, let me tell you about this story. I looked at the story that uh, somebody emailed me, and, of course, I uh, printed it out because it was a long story to read, you know, because actually what happened was this, as I was on my way over here, I was thinking, what story should I tell? And then I checked my emails, and I <laughs> see somebody emailed me a story. Perfect story, great story. And I recognized it a bit. I told it a few years ago, I think, in when I was telling a story in Crown Heights, okay? But I don't remember if I told it on the radio or not. But if I did, if I did tell it on uh, jradio.com, then I apologize. But then again, maybe I shouldn't apologize because... Because, Rabbi Arif, you never tell the story the same way twice. Okay, so, and besides, you're reading from this version over here. That's correct. Okay, so this story is a true story. Not just a story that's said to be true. It is a true story, and it can be confirmed by either uh, speaking to this particular rabbi that I'm going to mention in the story, and since the email of the story with the rabbi's name, <laughs> so I'm going to use his name, and I re remember that when I told the story a couple of years ago in Crown Heights, this was the name that they told me to, and uh, it's a true story because the person, uh, uh, his brother came over to me after I told the story and told me that it's a real true story. It happened with his brother, which was this rabbi. Okay, and the one who emailed this, this particular version, is emailed basically, I mean, I don't know if the one who emailed me is the son of this person, but it's written by the son of this rabbi. So get on with it already. Okay, okay. This story happened almost 30 years ago, and it happened with a certain rabbi named Rabbi David Sheichet. Rabbi David Sheichet, was, uh, you know, a very big rabbi, and he's a shliach, I guess, from Lubavitch and things like that, and he's a big speaker. And uh, one day, he was asked to give a lecture at a group in, guess where? I don't know. You didn't tell me the story. Can I read the paper? No, no, give it to me. No, give it back. Give it me. Let go. Let go of the paper. You're going to rip it. Oh, no. I guess I'll have to do most of the story from memory. Okay. Wait, wait. I can scotch tape it. Okay, it's back together. Upside down, but all right. Okay, so anyway, so let me tell you what happened. So almost 30 years ago, this rabbi, David Sheichet, was asked to give a general lecture in front of a group of Jewish and non-Jewish participants in a neighboring city 
near Buffalo, New York. Or actually, sorry, he was the neighboring city of Buffalo, New York. That means a city next to where he was. Okay, and he decided that he's going to obviously have to take out a hotel room because it was too long to drive back and forth in the same day, whatever it was. And he figured, you know, what should he do? So he's thinking back and forth, back and forth. All right, I got to speak here a little bit. So uh, what should I speak about? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I got to speak. I can't speak about Shabbos, you know, because, I mean, some of these people are not Jewish. This is a general uh, conference, you know, a general speech. Uh, what can I do, you know? But I got to stick with something about Yiddish kind of bissel, you know? I, I have to do something like this. What can I do? Hmm, let me just think about this. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I could talk about a subject matter. That is uh, very good, and and even, uh, how do you say it, uh, even Goyim and Gentiles, they also participate in this particular mitzvah, <laughs> even though they may not call it a mitzvah, uh, uh, tzedakah, charity. Yes, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And so the event happened. And there was other speakers coming up there. Some speakers spoke about, you know, how to make a whatever it is, a better barbecue without burning your nose or something. You know, people spoke about various different things, power of things, you know, uh, things that could be useful and helpful. And then suddenly the MC said, And now, gentlemen, I'd like to introduce to you a rabbi from a nearby city who came here all the way to Buffalo, New York, to be able to speak to all you people. And we know that this is a general audience, and it's uh, going to be, um, you know, uh, uh, a group of, you know, Jewish and non-Jewish, but I'm sure that he's going to speak on a topic that everybody can understand and walk away with something. Oh, yeah, I'll walk away with something. He's got a door prize for me. I mean, something out of the speech. What? He's going to speak up, and then a door prize is going to fly out of his mouth? Uh, no, sir. <laughs> Not exactly, sir. Okay, uh, without further um, uh, delay, I would like to introduce uh, to this uh, general audience here, uh, Rabbi uh, David uh, Shechit. Okay, uh, Rabbi David Shechit, uh, the floor is yours. Now, wait a minute, the floor is yours? That mean I can't stand on the floor? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's an expression. It's his turn to speak. Oh, I'll see you. Okay, I'm going to sit back in and relax. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, thank you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, thank you. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous tonight, you know, because uh, usually I speak in front of uh, uh, my congregation and things like that, and I usually speak about Jewish topics and things, you know, and here I was asked to speak in general, and, and you know, like, uh, it's like um, a unity things to show that human beings are human beings and people should learn to care about each other no matter what your religion is and so on and so forth. So therefore, um, uh, I had to think of something that would be, <laughs> like we call in Yiddish, parav, you know, uh, um, like a subject matter that, um, you know, like um, I I could speak about and uh, the Jewish people understand and uh, the rest of you Gentiles in the audience would be able to uh, uh, to understand, okay? So um, 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 let's see. So I decided I'm going to speak about charity. Everybody understands about what charity is. So uh, let me tell you about charity. Um, you see, I know what charity is. Charity is when you stick out your hand and somebody drops a, a squashed water bug in your hand or something like that. <laughs> no, that's called 
uh, um, comedy <laughs> whatever. Um, no, no, I'm talking about charity, charity. I know what it is. Charity is when, um, hey, you say, you know, somebody's poor and you give them a handout or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody comes with, with one of those collecting boxes and shakes it up and down. You makes a lot of noise and, and he says, hey, buddy boy, uh, can you spare a dime or something like that? You know, or, or a guy comes up and he says, hey, uh, you have a quarter for a cup of coffee? Unless it's 50 cents now. I don't know. But anyways, whatever it is, you know, you understand what I'm saying? I know what charity Charity is, ah, yes. But charity goes much more than that, you know. There are different levels of charity, and that's what I would like to speak about. You see, there are some people that give charity for the purpose of um, recognition. Recognition? What do you mean, recognition? I'm not sure I understand. Well, you know, like, if let's say um, somebody's nearby, uh, he might be interested in, in giving charity because then somebody say, oh, wow, what a wonderful person he is. Look how nice he is. He gave charity to that poor person. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yes, I understand. So go ahead. Go ahead. Speak some more. I like what you're talking about. All right. So um, I'd like to tell you that, you know, uh, there are different levels of charity, yes. If somebody is poor and he sticks out his hands and he begs for a donation and you give him something, uh, that's also a form of charity. Uh, another form of charity could be is like, uh, let's say your neighbor is uh, is uh, putting together a bicycle, but he doesn't know uh, from his left elbow to his right elbow. and <laughs> doesn't know what a screwdriver or a plier is, and and uh, he barely knows what a, a nut is or a screw, you know, and uh, or a bolt or something like that. And uh, he needs a little help. And you go over and you help him. That's a form of charity also. <laughs> of course, in the Hebrew language, uh, excuse me, it's supposed to be what you say, power of our, our audience. Oh, yes, sorry. Uh, well, you know, in Jewish we would say it's called chesed, acts of kindness. Acts of kindness is a form of charity also. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yes, yes, go ahead. You, you're speaking nicely so far. For a guy who's pretty nervous, <laughs> hey, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. When a guy like you, oh, oh, excuse me, <laughs> nothing I can't tell him. The way I feel uh, keeps interrupting me. I'm getting even more nervous. All right. Um, now, of course, I would like to talk about the best form of charity. Oh, the best form of charity probably is not to need charity. <laughs> uh, that's true also. But unfortunately, uh, God wants us to learn to love each other. So therefore, he made it that there's some people are rich, and some people are poor, and some people are so-so. But there's always going to be people that need charity. Now, the question is, how you do this charity? Can imagine if you go over to somebody and you say to him, oh, you need charity? Everybody gather around. You see this man? He is poor. I am helping him. Hey, that's not a bad idea. Can we call the, the newspapers down? We'll call the radio stations down and, and all the newscasters around and we'll take pictures and everything. Be front page news. Hey, stingy guy gives, uh, what do you call it? To, to, uh, charity, you could say. Okay, gives charity for the first time. Uh, that's very interesting. Yes, yes. Okay, but, but now I want to talk about and focus about uh, there is a way of giving charity that makes a person as an individual feel like he accomplished something, and yet he understands he did it for the sake of doing the uh, essential act of charity, which, of course, Jewish people call it a mitzvah, and, you know, you just call it a kind thing that you're doing. Oh, really? Now, like, like, like exactly what is this that you're talking about? Well, I'm talking about, let's say, you find out somebody needs a pair of shoes and he can't afford it. Now, there's two ways you could do this. You could go over and give the person money personally. When you could do part B is not only you give the money personally, but you um, buy the pair of shoes and give it to him. But you give it directly to him. So you did charity. But that's not one of the higher forms. It's a very high form that you give charity without noticing. Let's say you find out, let's say Johnny needs a pair of boots. And one day Johnny comes over to you and says, 
It snows outside. And the only thing I got is a pair of shoes with holes in it. Oh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Oh dear. I wish I could afford a 7B shoe. Oh dear, be a boy. Or a boot or something like that. Oh dear, be a boy. And sure enough, you overhear this. Or you find out from other sources that this person needs charity. But the charity he needs now is a pair of boots for the winter. It's snowing. And you go out and you buy this pair of boots. And then you wait until he's at home. Then you go over and you ring his doorbell or you knock on his door. And then when he comes to the door, he doesn't find you there. Instead, I know what he finds. He finds the pair of boots. <laughs> Am I right, Rabbi? Ain't that what he's going to find? Uh, yes, yes. Just wondering why he's the only one that's calling out from the audience. Hmm. Very strange. Okay. Well, that's very interesting. There's a priest in the audience, too. Wow, Galach. <laughs> uh, well, he looks like he's watching me very carefully to see what I speak about. Hmm. So I better be very careful not to insult him and not... Well, besides, not just not to insult him. I can't insult anybody. Hmm. All right, so let's see now. Okay, um, um, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to take this opportunity now uh, to tell a, a uh, perhaps a short story uh, to illustrate the greatness of, of, of what it means to give charity without uh, recognition. You understand? Okay, so um, uh, let me tell you a story. Um, this happened uh, perhaps uh, close to 400 years ago. Uh, you know, maybe almost 400 years ago, at least, uh, you know, possibly. Uh, and this is a story that happened in, in Krakow, Poland. Now, I'm not 100% sure of the person in the story, but one of them I know for sure. <laughs> this happened in the time of a, of a great uh, holy man, <laughs> and Jewish people call it a tzaddik, uh, um, a righteous person, uh, a very holy rabbi uh, by the name of Rabbi Yomtev Lipman Heller. And this person was uh, an author of, of Jewish uh, books and, and was for him, I mean, uh, uh, what's for him? Uh, books, books, books. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, what about him? Now, you're going to tell us now about his books he wrote? I, I mean, you're gonna, uh, or you're going to make it like you said, par? I'm not going to make it par. Don't worry, don't worry. Okay, so let me tell you. This is a story that happened in his time. There was a person. Uh, we'll call him uh, Yosef, okay? Uh, and if it's easy for you, sir, we'll call him Joseph, whatever, okay? No, it's all right. You can call him Yosef. I, I can say Yosef, Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what do you got in your safe? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about my safe. You said your safe. No, 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 I'm not talking about your safe. Oh, you're talking about my safe? No, 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 I'm not talking about your safe either. Well, whose safe are you talking about? I'm talking about a person named your safe. A person walks around with a name like your safe? No, 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 yo safe. I said your safe. No, 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 no. Uh, that's his name, okay? We'll just, just forget about uh, That's his name, your safe, okay? All right, okay, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so anyways, let me tell you what happened. See, uh, uh, th this person was a very rich person, but he was also a miser. So one day, somebody came to his house. Rabbi, Rabbi, I hope this person is going to have Rahmanish on me. I hope he's going to have mercy on me. Uh, 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 let me knock on the door, the big knocker. I hope he hears me. Uh, who's there? Is somebody at the door? Is somebody there? Who's there? Uh, it's me. It's me. Oh, Mayho. Me who's there? Mayho. Kaylee, me on Mayho. Oh, pardon me. It's me, Mackle. Oh, Mackle. Sure, sure, sure. Come right in. Come right in. Thank you. 
It's nice he's going to come to the door. Maybe I don't have to catch a cold after all. All right, I'm coming. All right, uh, what can I do for you, Michael? Uh, I'm very poor, and, and, and I don't have the means to be able to make my Shabbos this week. And you understand what I'm saying? So this you come to me? What do you think I want to cook for you? No, no, I was kind of hoping that that maybe um you you would give me a, a little tzedakah, a little money, so I could buy things for Shabbos. <laughs> what are you coming for a handout to me? Hey, listen here. You need something. You need meat for Shabbos. <laughs> what do you come to me? Why don't you go to the butcher? Okay, go to that butcher over there, huh? Yeah, go to that butcher. What's his name? Reb Chaim. Yeah, go to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but but I, I don't need just meat. I, I need, oh, you need chalas and bakery stuff? <laughs> what do you come to me? You think I'm a baker or something? Why don't you go to that baker over there? Uh, what's his name over there? I go to him sometimes. Uh, Ellie Mellor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to Ellie Mellor there. The baker, okay? Go over there. Go over there. Uh, all right. I think I will. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, by the way, could you stand back? Uh, 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 no, no, uh, over there, on the other side of the door. Okay, right, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Okay, now watch your fingers. Why, why am I looking at my fingers? Because I'm going to slam the door. <laughs> oh, boy, he's so mean. You know what? I'm going to go um, into the, to the bakery. I'm going to... Oh, let me open up the bakery door. Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi Ali Malach. Ha ha ha! Shalom Aleichem to you. A wonderful day to you. What can I do for you? Let me let me guess. You're a mechel, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I'm having a little problem. You know, it's coming Shabbos Kodesh, and and ah, just tell me how much chalas you need. You need two for lechem mishneh for every meal. You got a big mishpacha. Okay, no matter. I'll pack it up for you. I'll wrap it up even. Okay. Oh, wait a second. You need some cake for kiddush tomorrow. Would you like cake? Would you like cookies? What would you like? Um, 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 whatever you give. Ah, don't worry. Whatever I give, here you go. Zeigers and mechel. Be well. Be well. Be well. Uh, th- thank you very much. Well, I, ho- I hope I'll be that lucky when I go to the butcher. Oh, here's the butcher. <laughs> Let me just open the butcher door. <laughs> um, um, hi. <laughs> How are you? Shalom Aleichem, Rabchaim. Shalom Aleichem, How are you? I'm fine. Um, 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 I was just wondering... Ah, you're wondering out loud, Mechel. Let me wonder out loud with you. It's coming, Shabbos Kodesh. You don't have any flies. You don't have any meat, right? Uh, um, um, yeah, yeah. What do you have, Ruha Kodesh? No, no. I just know who you are, and I know what the problem is. That's all, because you come every week like this. Uh, but really, I always try to go to, 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 to Rabbi Yosef, the miser, and, and, and try to break him that he should be able to give me Chinaka, but it hasn't worked yet. Ah, don't worry. Zagzakness. If it's sound good, it'll be good. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. Would you like? Would you like turkey roll? Or would you like a chicken? Uh, you know what? I'll give you a little bit of everything. Here you go. Ah, maybe you need some pre-cooked chillant. Okay, we'll give you some chillant also. Okay. We like some potatoes in it. Okay, we'll give you... Okay, Zygerson. Zygerson. Now, why can't this miser be nice like like these guys are? I don't get it. And of course, Rabbi Sai, I mean, gentlemen and ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, whatever. Um, um, so um, this was what type of person um, Yosef the Miser was. And 
And, you know, he was like that. And I mean, he always opened the door no matter who came to him. And he heard them and just, just he wouldn't give anything to them. Iron um, brings to mind uh, another particular story that happened with him. Uh, for example, uh, uh, a guy came into town, uh, his first time into Krakow, and he didn't know about Yosef Meiser. And he said, um, um, Oh boy, hey, hey, what am I going to do? I need a place to stay for Shabbos, and I'm passing through Krakow. I don't want to put any poor person out, you know. Uh, I don't want to make him have to spend so much money on me, whatever it is. I'm sure there are a lot of people here. Oh, wait! Chachnasa Zerchem is a great mitzvah, and I'm looking at that big house over there. Hmm. Uh, uh, let me just go over to that house. Excuse me. Uh, excuse me, I I I I I see a new hand here, and 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 I'm bothered about something. Oh, what are you bothered about? What did I do? I didn't do anything to you. I don't even know you. But I don't know you either. So I know you're a new person. But I see you going to the house where where Yosef Meiser is. And what's wrong with it? Oh, Yosef, what? Meiser, what an interesting last name. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? I like his name. That's like he is. <laughs> well, come on. A rich guy like that. I'm sure he has. They're not going to give me. No, don't, don't take my word for it. You go to yourself. I will. I'll just knock on the door. Uh, just a minute. I'm coming. One moment, please. Let me get the door. Uh, how do you do? Oh, you're a new person in town. Shalom Aleichem. Do you know it's Friday? You know, soon it's going to be Shabbos Kodesh. Are you aware of that? Uh, 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 yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I'm aware of that, and that's exactly why I'm coming, um, to see you. Um, so this nice big house, uh, I'm sure you have a room, uh, to put me up in. Oh, yeah, I have lots of extra rooms. Oh, that's wonderful. So, um, are you able to put me up for Shabbos? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, excuse me? I'm sorry, I, I don't put anybody up for Shabbos, you know. <laughs> I like a peaceful, quiet Shabbos, eh, just myself and my family, you know what I mean? Uh, but, but you have such a, a big house. You do have extra bedrooms. Oh, of course I have extra bedrooms. Yeah, but none of them are available for you. I mean, somebody's going to be sleeping there? Absolutely not. I just like to have extra bedrooms with nobody in it. But, but, it's Herosh Shabbos Kodesh, and I really need a place to stay, and I don't think I should sleep... Out on the street, and you know, I don't feel comfortable sleeping in the back of the base of Medrash. I mean, wouldn't it be nice to do a mitzvah? Oh, a mitzvah! So, what are you coming to me? You know what? I have an idea. There are two rich gentlemen in town one is a butcher, and one is a baker. One is Reb Chaim, and one is Korab Elimelech. So, they like to do this thing uh, called chesed, uh, acts of kindness. But me? Has to show them that. Okay, so you know what? Uh, why don't you go to one of them? Yeah, but where do they live? Uh, down the block, to the right, to the left. Down the block, to the right, to the left? Yeah, if you want one, you go to the right. You want the other one, you go to the left. Uh, whatever. Okay. I guess I underestimated. He really is a miser. Wow. Okay. Uh, let me just go on over here. Hmm. Excuse me. Uh, where's Rub Chaim's house? Rub Chaim. You're in Rub Chaim's house? Um, I think this phone this way. Um, yes, because I don't recognize you. Why don't you go over uh, uh, to, to, to Rebelli Miller? Uh, but I want to go to Reb Chaim. All right. It's over there. Well, thank you. Hello? Is anybody home? 
Oh, just a minute, I'm coming. One minute. Ah, how are you? Ah, schon mal ein Gast in Stiebe, Gast. Oh, so nice. I never saw you before. But it's okay. You want to come in? You're hungry? You want something to eat? I'll, I'll prepare something, you know. I'm a butcher, but I still got bakery stuff here too. Don't worry. <laughs> My friend, I buy stuff from him and he buys from me. It's good. Okay. So, uh, what can I do for you? <laughs> I need a, a place to, um, um, to stay for Shabbos. Not a problem. Uh, I'm going to make another spot for you. Uh, uh, let me see. I have an extra bed in the attic. I'll bring it down. You don't have to sleep in the attic. Um, um, I'll find a spot for you. Don't worry. Don't go away from here at all. And so, that's the way it was. See, Rab, Yosef the Moise is a very interesting person. See, no matter what, people came to him, and he heard them, and then he would send them away. And he just kept telling him to go. Now, you might ask yourself a very interesting question. Yeah, I would ask a very interesting question. Why does the miser keep sending him to the butcher and to the baker? Why did not he send him to the candlestick maker? Yeah, very interesting. Because uh, the candlestick maker, they only need uh, like uh, maybe once a week. <laughs> you know, the covered Shabbos dish. Or if they want to light up the, you know, the rest, they use uh, lanterns and things like that. But whatever. Um uh, these two people seem to be the richest people in the town. And I guess the miser knew that too. So uh, apparently um, the miser knew that uh, they like to do tzedakah. So when he turned somebody down, he said, why don't you go there? They do that, not him. You see, so that, that's the way this miser was. Wow, very interesting. This is supposed to be a story about charity. Then how come you telling this? Uh, well, I'm, I'm telling you that because I want to illustrate the point of what I said before. But if you don't interrupt me, I'll be able to get to it. I'll go right ahead. I ain't going to interrupt again unless I interrupt again. Because then if I interrupt again, I go, you know, he's sounding like me, except he, he comes from down south somewhere, you know? Who do you think you are? I'm Yossi. I'm not in the story, but I hear you in the story, and you're doing something wrong. You shouldn't be interrupting uh, uh, Rabbi Erfs uh, uh, when he's telling the story and imitating the guy Rabbi Tavichayich. Do you understand what I'm saying? Wow. Oh, boy. I don't know which one to look at first. Uh, oh, eh, eh, uh, 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 in short, please let me go on. Oh, yeah, go right ahead. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Okay, so as I was saying, uh, what ended up happening was uh, very interesting. Um, so um, uh, let me continue with the story. Uh, eventually, eventually, you know, uh, Joseph the Miser, um, he got a little older and older and older. And older and older. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And eventually... Uh, you know, people don't live forever. Oh, don't tell me the miser died. Yay! Woo! Well, I don't know if you want to say that. <laughs> you should hear the rest of the story. Oh, all right. Uh, no, no yay. Boo, boo, boo. No, 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 just, just nothing, okay? Okay, nothing, 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 nothing. He said nothing. No, 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 no. Relax, relax. Okay. Uh, so what happened was is um, he died and... Uh, and, you know, Jewish people have a burial society. And <laughs> Jewish, they call it the Hebra Kedusha, you know, Hebra Kedusha, you know, depending which dialect you use. But anyways, it's a burial society because, you know, uh, the dead person can't bury himself. No kidding. Really? A dead person can't bury himself? Hmm, I should try that one time. No, maybe I shouldn't try that. Yeah, I don't think so either. Okay, anyways, so let me tell you what happened, you see. So uh, as I was going on um, in, in the story, uh, you know, um, the Chavar Kedisha was thinking about what to do. We have to bury this person over here. He was a rich man. But he was such a miser, never gave a penny to Sadaka. Never gave a penny to charity. So, what do you say? 
Should we bury him just because his kindler could afford it? Should we, because his children could afford it? Should we bury him in the nice part of the cemetery where the good Hoshiva people, the, the important people are? No, just a second. I was just thinking out loud. And as I'm thinking out loud, I, I realize that um, I think that, you know, he's a miser. He's a no goodness. He doesn't deserve to be buried with the better people. I think he should be buried in a place uh, at the end of the cemetery, what we call the Hendish place, even though we call it a Hendish, but it's reserved for the, 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 the societies. Uh, Outcast and the ones that are, you know, like not important people. All right, so that's what we're gonna do. All right, we'll bury him over there. And no matter what they say to us, we'll bury him right there. And sure enough, they buried this miser on the outskirts of the cemetery in a place where they call Hegdish, which uh, is a kind of place that they call Hegdish, which is holy, but, but they just gave it that nickname, but it's really reserved for the people that are nobody special or the outcasts of the society, you know, basically. So that's what they ended up doing. And uh, how should I say, um, they went over and um, they um, buried him over there. And that was that, at least they thought. What do you mean, at least that's what they thought? Well, um, let me just continue. Um, so what happened was is, wow, I can't believe it. That priest is looking and staring at me. It's amazing. Wow. I wonder why. All right. Well, I'm not saying anything offensive in my story, so I don't understand why he's steering. Maybe it's an interesting story. All right. Maybe I'm telling you good. I don't know. Oh, uh, anyways, so let me go on with the story. So what happened was is uh, the miser was gone and he was buried. And the uh, poor person came uh, to the butcher. Excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, Angel, me, pardon me, Mr. Butcher, Mr. Chaim, Reb Chaim, I would like to come once again to get my meat, if it's possible, and like usual, you'll give it to me for Tzedakia, yes, what do you say? Well, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't afford to give you uh, the meat anymore. Uh, what are you saying? Uh, you can't afford to... Uh, what do you mean? Every week you give me. I know, I know, I know. But things aren't like they used to be, and, and I'm sorry, I, I can't help you. Um, uh, uh, you know, maybe I'll give you a small pulka over here, okay? That's a small pulka? That's supposed to be enough for my whole family? I, I'm sorry, I can't help you. And another poor person came, and another poor person came, and another poor person came, and, and uh, what happened was his... Uh, this other poor person came, and guess what happened? Uh, what happened? What happened? Uh, let me tell you. Um, what happened was is, is that the poor person came, and, and he said, uh, Excuse me. Shalom Aleichem, It's so good to see you. I'm here for my weekly package. Can I please have my weekly package? Um, 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 I'm very, um, very, very sorry, um, but it's not possible uh, to, 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 uh, 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 yeah, yeah. But I, I'm going to tell you uh, what happened. Uh, I, I, I used to be able to help you, but now I can't. Uh, so, uh, but you're not telling me how it happened. It just happened that way. Sorry. Oh, boy. Now I'll go to the baker. Uh, Billy Miller. 
Shalom Aleichem. What's going on here? There's a crowd over here. Rebelli Mela, can you help us out? I'm very sorry. I don't know how to tell this to you, but I don't have extra this week. It just didn't work out that way. And sure enough, all these people came to the great Sadiq, Rabbi Yomtev Lipman Heller, and they came over to him. Rabbi, we got a problem here. Yes, Rabbi, we got a problem here. 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 And everybody started screaming, and, and the Rob said, I'm shooting me, Rabbi, sir, Rabbi, sir, please, please. Everybody, please calm down. Now, tell me what happened. All of a sudden, what? You're saying that the butcher... And the baker always help you out. Cannot help you. Uh, Shamish, uh, send for the butcher and send for the baker. Yes, Rabbi, I'm going to get him right away. And sure enough, the butcher and the baker were called in. And the butcher and the baker came to sit down by Rabbi Yamtev Lipmin Heller, known as the Taisvis Yamtev. <laughs> so tell me, what's going on here? You used to be able to help them and now all of a sudden you can't. Rabbi, I think we have to tell you the truth. We weren't allowed to tell you this until after Yosef died. What does it have to do with Yosef? Yosef was a miser. He never gave tzedakah. Uh, Rabbi, uh, I don't know how to tell us, but that's what you thought. What do you mean? That's what I thought. What's going on? Well, you see, what happened was is that Yosef, uh, the miser, really wasn't the miser. He is the bal tzedakah here. What? He's the bal tzedakah? I can't believe what I'm hearing. And sure enough, that's exactly it. He couldn't believe it. Rabbi Yomtev Lippman, like, jumped back nearly. He couldn't believe what was going on. <coughs> and he cried out, What? I don't understand. Well, you see, what happens is that um, Yosef wanted to have the mitzvah in the best way, uh, not any covet, no honor, no nothing. And that's why he let people come to him so he can get an idea of what they need. And then he always gave us the money, and we should be able to buy extra food, extra meat, and whatever it is, and, and give it to them and let them think that we're the ones that are doing the tzedakah. And we weren't allowed to say anything until after he died. And now that he died, um, we don't have any funds to give tzedakah. Wow, what an amazing person. An amazing person. You know what? I like this person so much so that in Mir Hashem, when the time comes, that it's time for me to be nifter. I don't care if it's in not a respectable part of the cemetery. It doesn't matter to me. I want to be buried right next to Reb Yosef the Miser. Because he is not a miser. He's a big tzaddik, a tzaddik nister. I want to be buried next to him. And sure enough, that's what happened. The holy rabbi, Rabbi Yosef Lippmann Heller, is buried in a Krakow cemetery, and he's buried right next to that Rabbi Yosef Meiser. It's a very interesting story, and uh, I told it so you could learn that, you see, in actuality, the most fulfilling way and, and the highest level of giving charity is when nobody knows that you're the giver and nobody knows that, it, that it's coming from you. You understand what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, what happened was is the priest said, Excuse me, Rabbi, uh, can I ask you a question? Uh, yes, uh, what's your question? Rabbi, can you do me a favor and tell this story one more time? I'll tell the story one more time? Well, um, you see, I'm, I'm a little bit tired and everything. You know, traveling and giving my speech, it took a lot out of me. Um, uh, perhaps if you come to my hotel um, and meet me in the lobby uh, uh, tomorrow, okay? Uh, what do you say? My breakfast? Huh? What do you say? I'll be there. You can rest assured of that. I will be there. Uh, thank you. <laughs> well, I hope he forgets all about it. 
And sure enough, the next day, what happened was is the rabbi came back from shul. And he went back to the hotel room. On the way to the room, he thought, eh, you know, he can go straight to the room because, uh, you know, I can go straight to the room. I'm sure that priest forgot. What? what? The priest didn't forget it. He's sitting in the lobby. Rabbi, I waited for you to come back from your synagogue and do your praying. Now, can you please tell me the story one more time? And please don't let out or don't leave out any details. Um, all right. Um, I guess I have no choice. I'll tell you the story again. And so the Rav sat down there and he told the story one more time. And after he told the story one more time, guess what? This priest said, excuse me, Rabbi, um, uh, can you do me a favor and can you tell this story again? Again? Uh, what's with this person? All right. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to have to having to think badly of uh, me or anything like that or Eden. Uh, you know what? I'll tell it one more time. And so the rabbi, Rabbi David Sheikh, told the story of Yosel the Miser again. And then the priest got up. Hmm. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, now, if you don't mind, I'll go to my room. No, no, please, rabbi, wait. Give me, give me a moment. And the priest began to walk back and forth. In deep thought, he walked to the right, walked to the left. And he was looking up and down the, 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 the lobby. And then all of a sudden he came back to the rabbi. Rabbi, I know this is going to sound a little weird. Can you do me a favor and tell this story one more time? Uh, one more time. Uh, all right. Um, all right. One more time. Why does he want it so many times? I don't understand. And so the rabbi told it one more time. And then the rabbi said, May I ask you a question? Yes, Rabbi. I think you earned it. Uh, yes. Uh, what is about this story? Um, it's just a story. Uh, it just illustrates a point. And uh, why are you interested in hearing this story so many times? Rabbi, uh, please sit down, and I would like to tell you a story. Oh, I should sit down. <laughs> and you're going to tell me a story? Yes, Rabbi. Please sit down. You see... Um, my father happens to have been a major in the United States Army during World War II, you understand? And, um, he ended up going to Krakow, Poland and everything. And, uh, you know, he, you know, he, he liberated, you know, he was one of the, you know, troops that liberated Poland and everything like that. Now, when he liberated a certain group of Jewish women... There was one woman who came over to him and said, Please, please do me a favor. You're an American soldier. Please marry me. Because if you marry me, then you could take me out of the country. I don't want to be in this country anymore. I don't want to have anything to do with my Judaism anymore. Uh, uh, because uh, if you're Jewish, and even if you're not religious, uh, uh, our enemies will come and kill us. So please, take me away. And that's what the lady said. And it so happened she was a a pretty-looking lady, and my father said, okay. And, of course, my father did marry her, and um, they eventually had a child. Now, um, supposedly, that child is me. Uh, excuse me? That child is you? Yes, Rabbi, just give me another moment, and I'm almost finished. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Well, you see, Rabbi, what ended up happening was is that... Uh, 
um, when I was born, I didn't know that uh, that my mother was Jewish and everything like that. I didn't know that she had any Jewish blood in her. But my mother died uh, after, you know, I went to seminary and I started to be a priest. And I already had a congregation. In my uh, earlier years of my congregation, uh, my mother got sick prematurely and, and she was on a deathbed. And then when I was in there in the same room with her, you know, in the house, uh, she wanted to die in the house. And she told me, uh, she told me, uh, Michael, Michael, come a little closer. I'm not as young as I used to be. Michael, I don't have too much time, so I want to tell you a secret. Yes, Mother. What is it? Michael, you're Jewish. <laughs> Mama, it's so nice of you to have a sense of humor. You're lying there dying, and you're making jokes. <laughs> How can I be Jewish? I mean, you're not Jewish. Michael, go to the top drawer right now. Please open it up. Top drawer. Open it up. Okay. Please put your hands under the clothing over there. Okay. Uh, what is this? That's called a little sitter. Can you bring it to me? I'm going to die, so I want to say Kriyashma one more time. I know that I didn't act Jewish. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't act Jewish? And then my mother told me everything. She told me exactly what happened. How when the United States Army liberated her area and freed her from the concentration camps and everything, and she wanted no part of Judaism, and she left. But here in America, she's able to see that Jewish people can live as Jewish people, but she never went back to it right away. But when she was dying, she felt something, she said. And then she told me, because she's Jewish. <laughs> Get this, Rabbi. She said that I am Jewish. Well, I hate to tell this to you. Indeed, according to Jewish law, if your mother is Jewish, if she is indeed Jewish, then you are Jewish. Well, my mother read something from the prayer book, which I didn't understand because it was in Hebrew. But then she told me, if I want, I can check out my ancestry. Yes. And? Well, guess what? She told me that I am a descendant from that Yosef the miser that you told the story about. Now, when I heard at that time, I thought maybe my mother's delirious, thinking she's Jewish, whatever it is. After she passed away, and, you know, we buried her and everything, and I went on life as usual, and I ran my church as I was supposed to, and so on and so forth. And then we had this general uh, assembly here, and everybody was speaking about general topics to foster unity and things like that in the neighborhood and the communities. And then you got up and spoke. And? And you told a story. And? Well, the story that you told, it happens to be the exact same story that my mother told me about my ancestor, Yosef the Miser. And you said it practically word for word the way my mother said. Oh, very interesting. And she told me if I want to check it out, I should travel to Krakow and go to the Krakow Cemetery, find the Jewish parts or whatever, the Jewish cemetery in Krakow, and I'll find him and to know that uh, this guy is the guy, he's buried next to a rabbi called Rabbi Yosef Lipman Heller, which is the guy you also mentioned in, in your story. Well, that's very interesting. But let me tell you something. At first I thought, <laughs> you just, you know, make up a story of some sort, but, but if you are indeed Jewish, I mean, I mean, well, let's put it this way. If your mother is indeed Jewish, then I hate to tell it to you, uh, you are Jewish. Huh? Yeah, come on, rabbi. 
I'm a priest, and 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 I, and I and I have a church. I have a congregation. I understand. I don't know what to tell you. I wish I could help you, but you know, uh, according to Jewish law, you are a Jew. <laughs> Maybe you're not a practicing Jew, but you know, nonetheless, you know what I would suggest to you is, why don't you look into Judaism a little bit more, see what your roots are all about. <laughs> Rabbi, I don't know. Right now, I'm in a very confused state. I just don't know what to think. You just told that story. It's like a sign from heaven about something. I don't know. I'll have to do a lot of thinking. And sure enough, this priest went away with that story in mind. And Rabbi David Shechet went back to his community and lived life as usual. And uh, what happened was is he forgot all about that priest. And then a number of years later, when Rabbi David Shochet came to Eretz Yisrael one time visiting, he was like jumping for joy. And he said, wow, it's very interesting. I, Mamish, I recently found out that I myself, my family, my, 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 my Yerusha, my, 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 my descendants, I don't know how to, my Yichas, I don't know, I, 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 my family tree, we, we, we reach all the way back to the Teisvus Yantav, Trabiantav Lipman Hella. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, I got to go to the Kaisel and Davin a little bit. And so Rabbi David Shechet went to the Kaisel. And all of a sudden, as he's over there, he hears a voice calling out. And the person that comes over to him has a nice, full beard, long pace and everything. And he comes over to him and says, Rabbi David Shechet, wow, is that really you? Uh, yes, yes, it's, it's me. Um, and you are? <laughs> you don't recognize me. Of course you don't recognize me, because I don't look the same. I don't have the same kind of color that I wore then. Excuse me, I know you? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's almost 30 years ago in a hotel room. Or actually in the hotel lobby. But actually you spoke before that. Huh? Buffalo, New York. Yep. Do you know who I am? Don't tell me. You're, you're, you're the priest Michael? Yes, I am. Well, no, I'm not. I, I'm Michael. Huh? I mean, I mean, well, I used to be the priest. But you know, Rabbi, you told me I should look into things. And I did. And one person suggested that I travel out to Israel and I uh, register uh, into Eish Torah and, you know, and other places that do this kind of work to reach out to people like me. And I just gave up my congregation. I gave it over to someone else. And now I'm proud to be a Jew. And you know something, Rabbi? I just want you to know there's something else I learned. That once you're a Jew, you're always a Jew. And it'll always follow you. And always bring you back. Back on the pathway, back to home, sooner or later. Yes. What, what are you looking at, Rabbi? Are you staring? Ah, yes. Do you know why I'm staring? It's a phenomenal thing that you don't understand. You see, you said that you could trace your roots back, that you're a descendant from this person, Yosef the Miser. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that's correct. Well, guess what? I just want you to know that very recently, I found out from doing a research on my family roots and my family tree, I found out that I'm related down the line to Rabbi Yosef Lipman Heller. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Our descendants, you understand? Actually, or our ancestors, I should say better. Our ancestors, can you imagine for a moment? 
what our ancestors have done for us, their schus that they have, the merit that they had, caused me, a descendant from Yom Tadlip from Havala, to go over to a descendant from Yosef the Miser and bring him back to the Jewish roots. Wow. Yes, Rabbi. It certainly is. And of course, these two people, the Mechoyal person and Ramdavid Shechet, reacquainted themselves now. But of course, Mechoyal was no longer a priest. He was a full-fledged Yid. Wow, well, Rabbi Erf, did you notice I didn't make a peep? That's because you let that other fellow do it. Are you talking about me? Oh, just relax, okay. Okay, um, uh, Ramnison, do we have time for some phone calls? Oh, we do. Okay. So uh, let's take some phone calls. Okay. Everybody knows that famous number, 718-683-5858, if you want to call in and tell us what lesson you learned in tonight's story. Okay. It's all connected now. Okay. All right. Hello. You're on the air. What is your name? Hi, I'm Wickler. Hi, I'm Wickler. How are you? How are you? How are you? Okay. So what lessons you learned tonight's story? Pick your best ones. I wrote down 10. Give okay. tzedakah, don't interrupt, don't be stingy, answer questions, don't be happy when someone dies, don't scream, listen to requests, don't be insistent, give a good impression, and don't act weird or strange. Very good. Excellent. Beautiful. Very well said. Thank you very much. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Well? You're on the air. What is your name? Well? What is your name? Well, I'm oh, Now I hear it. Okay, because you got chopped off before. Okay, so Borchheim, what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Give tzedakah. Right. You should, you should always try being a Jew if your mother wasn't a Jew. I mean, was a Jew and she, she, won't, uh, she wasn't, and she turned into a girl, you should always go back to Judaism. Very good. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay. Let's go to the next caller. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello, hello, you're on the air. Are you there? Hello, hello, are you there? Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? Rami Okay, and what lesson you learned tonight's story? Um, I have 50 lessons. Okay, go ahead. Let me hear them. How people get to before you do anything, because it might be a bad thing. Be nice, have a spell, be Jewish, keep Shabbos, don't be mean, don't be lazy, have a nice have a nice Very good. Keep going. You're doing good. Don't say what's in the Always ask. Very good. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Asher Shweka. Asher Shweka. Very good. Okay. So, what lessons do you learn in tonight's story? That's correct. Giving tzedakah b'tzina is a very great, great mitzvah. It's one of the highest madrigas to give tzedakah. And also, I enjoyed the story on Sunday that you came to the scene on Sunday. Oh, so you were there by the scene where I told yeah. the story. Yeah, Good. my great-grandfather. So let me ask you a quick question. Is it a lot different to hear me live than to hear it on the radio? Yeah, it is. It is, right? Because then you see when I'm changing the voices, and then you actually see when I somersault, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Okay, and I want to give out a shout-out to my whole class. Okay, you just did. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay, take care. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello, hello, you're on the air. Hello, hello. 
Hello? Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? Okay, it's not what lesson you learned tonight's story. You should never be stingy, and you should always give to Dukkha. Very good. Excellent. It's definitely in there. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, bye. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Me? Yes, could you please lower your radio so we don't hear double, 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 double talk? Okay. Yeah, hello? Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? Shmuel. Shmuel. Okay, what lesson you learned tonight's story? Be down the capsule and give to Dukkha. Excellent. Be done the Kafskos. You're the first one that noticed that part in the story. Excellent. Thank that you. definitely was there. Thank you very much. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. You might be the last caller. Okay, so uh, tell me what lesson you learned in tonight's story. Hello, hello? Okay, we'll try one more. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Okay. The phone's died out. Hello, hello? Okay, can't hear you. Okay, so that's all the time we have. And by the way... Uh, because of this precious Noyach this week, and you can all probably figure out it's a very special week for some people about this special Shabbos that people are inviting guests all over, and especially people that were not so affiliated with Yiddishkeit and trying to awaken them to Yiddishkeit, and that's the reason why I picked this particular story today. Okay, thank you very much. Everybody have a wonderful time. Goodbye. Goodbye.